Yes, everything we have today comes from God. And everything we'll receive in the future will come from Him as well. So let's always be mindful of this, that our life and everything we have belongs to Him. Amen. You may be seated in Jesus' name. Thank you for being here today. And viewers, you're welcome. Thank you for joining us. You're all welcome in Jesus' name. I have a message for you, but the words are not mine. The message is more than me. But I've been blessed with it to bless you with it. And as you and I take it and truly make it a part of our lives, we will find ourselves in a new level in Christ. We will find ourselves walking with the Lord, with God holding our hand in his hand. And I don't know about you, but for me, there's no greater place I would rather be. Amen? My name is Catherine. I'm from the UK. And as someone who's lived in both Nigeria and the UK, I can say that both the British and Nigerians love to travel. Yes, you'll find both the British and Nigerians in nearly every country of the world. Would you agree with me? And sometimes, if you move close to them, you'll hear them say, Oh, I'd love to go to Israel. Or I'd love to go to Rome. Well, I'd like to go to Dubai. And some say, well, I'd like to go to Scone. Praise the Lord. Well, I can vouch for the Scone. That is a wonderful and excellent place to be. But can I tell you the best place you can ever be? The best place in the world. The best place in the universe. The best place in the entire galaxy. Even if you say you visit the moon. The best place you can ever be is in faith. It was in faith that Bartimaeus gained his ability to see. It was in faith that Moses used a rod to split the Red Sea. It was in faith the sinful woman in Luke 7 was forgiven and set free. Where do you want to be? Do you want to be in bondage or set free? Do you want to be stuck or released? Do you want to be blind or able to see? Tell your neighbor, faith is the route to Jesus. It is our movement towards God. And when you're in faith, you see the invisible, you believe the impossible, and you receive the incredible. What a wonderful place to be. Tell your neighbor, what a wonderful place to be. Ask Apostle Paul, who was Saul, and he will tell you that in faith, you can be blind physically, but see spiritually. Ask Paul and Silas, and they will tell you that in faith, you can be chained, hands and feet, yet on the inside, you are free. Ask Stephen, 
And he will tell you that when you're in faith, you can be in the process of being stoned to death, yet be forgiving and happy. Faith is where God wants you to be. Tell your neighbor, faith is where God wants you to be. As it's written in the book of Hebrews 11 verse 6, that without faith, we cannot please him. So, unless we want to leave him, we must diligently seek him to live the life of faith. Which brings me to the title of today's message, Living Faith. Tell your neighbor, Living Faith. And we want to look at the life of Peter as a good example of this. So please turn with me to the book of Luke 5. And we're going to read from verses 1 to 10. Now remember that Peter was the rock. He became the rock upon who Jesus built his church. But as Prophet T.B. Joshua says, everything big starts a little. So let's see how Peter started in a weak form. Luke 5 from verse 1 to 10. So it was, as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake of Gennesaret, and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them, and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. In verse 8, when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. Verse 10, so also were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid, from now on you will catch men. Praise the Lord. Tell your neighbor, this is food for thought. This is food for thought. Because when Jesus met Peter at the seaside, he was a frustrated man. He was a sinful man. He was a simple fisherman. But when Peter's eyes were open to faith, he became a blessed man. He became a forgiven man. And he became a fisher of men for the gospel grace. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Is that not food for thought? What a radical transformation. You see, Peter was astonished. When he met Jesus at the seaside, he saw the word of God at work. 
He saw the power and anointing of God. And he saw the powers of darkness defeated. Are you ready to be astonished by Jesus today? Are you going to allow him to attend to your case? Because many are frustrated, just like Peter was. Many feel cheated, just like Peter did. Many are on the verge of giving up, just like Peter was. Many are sitting by the seaside. Many are sitting at the roadside. Many are at the cliff's edge. They're sitting by the highway of life, watching others pass them by, wondering, why me of all this? <clears throat> life is not fair. Why do bad things always happen to me? Not knowing that just around the corner, what breakthrough, salvation, and all of God's blessings await you. Tell your neighbor, my miracle, my breakthrough is so close to me. But how did Peter receive his? Peter went from a hopeless man to a faith-filled man. But how did Peter's radical transformation come? Let me tell you. Peter changed when he allowed God's word to prevail over sense knowledge. You see, when Jesus told Peter to let down his nets for a catch, sense knowledge said, we've, been, we've tried that all night, but not caught a thing. When Jesus told Peter to let down his nets for a catch, sense knowledge said, this is daytime, we catch fish at night. When Jesus told Peter to let down his nets for a catch, sense knowledge said, I am an experienced fisherman. He is a preacher man. What does he know about catching fish? But despite all this, Peter humbled himself and allowed the word of God to channel his way. And as he did so, he surprised himself. And he saw what he'd never seen and caught the biggest catch there had ever been. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. At this moment, Peter saw himself clearly. He saw life for what it really was. And he realized that what he had formerly depended on, there was something far greater than all that. There was something far greater than the fish in the sea. There was some, something far greater than his ability to catch the fish. Peter saw that day that God's ability and authority are incontestable. Tell your neighbor, God's ability and authority are incontestable. He saw that God's power and majesty are enough to support his authority. And for the first time, Peter was able to appreciate the divine nature of God. Peter recognized that the newfound life in Christ 
was a superior alternative to the former life of disappointment, failure and setback. That's why in verse 8, instead of seeing Peter jumping up and down at the instantaneous business breakthrough he just received, rather he fell on his knees saying, depart from me, Lord, for I'm a sinful man. Praise the Lord. At that point, Peter realized that there was a superior realm that controlled the physical and invisible world. And it dawned on him just how much he had misplaced Christ in his heart. Worshipping the created instead of the creator. Worshipping the given instead of the giver. Worshipping the products instead of the producer of life itself. Does that sound familiar to you? Worshipping the created instead of the creator. Worshipping the given instead of the giver. Worshipping the products instead of the producer. See, tell your neighbor, all that glitters is not gold. Yes, we have many glittery things today. Amen? Yes, very attractive to the eye. But all that glitters is not gold. Our mobile phone, it may be able to predict the weather or warn warn us of an oncoming storm, but it cannot calm it or stop it completely. Amen? God can. Your wristwatch may be able to monitor your heart. You know the wristwatches that tell you your heartbeat? Your wristwatch may be able to monitor your heart or tell you how much exercise you've done today, but it cannot breathe life into it. God can. Praise the Lord. We need to place God in the position he deserves to be. And until we realize the true value and worth of Christ, we will never really humble ourselves under his hand and submit our ways to him. But we need to. See, I believe that Peter before, if you'd asked him, he would have said, I believe God. But until he encountered Jesus Christ, he never really knew how much he needed him. He never knew how much he needed to follow his instruction because his instruction led to abundance and life. See, many have deceived themselves and say they are Christians. Many say because they read the Bible every day, they're a child of the Most High God, whereas their lifestyle and temperament, attitude, would suggest otherwise. Some sin woefully, but because they carry the Bible in their bag, they say they're under God's protection. (laughs) I want to give you an example. If I'm interested in armed robbers, so I buy a book about armed robbers, and I start reading that book every day, I start carrying it around with me, does it make me one? 
does it make me one? Will I be arrested for it? No. Until I pick up arms and forcefully rob someone, can I be called an armed robber and receive the reward of one? Praise the Lord. Think about it. You see, the Holy Bible is not just a book. Tell your neighbor, it's not just a book. It is the book. It is the book of books. And it points us to the good life. It shows us the way to the place we long to be. That is heaven. It is our road map. Don't get lost along the way. Don't take a wrong turn and miss the path. The way, tell your neighbor, the way has been made plain. As John 14, 6 says, no one comes to the Father except through the Son. And his name is? His name is? His name is? Jesus Christ is Lord. And this Bible is his standard. If our belief doesn't meet Christ's standard, then it's equal to unbelief before the Lord. It's equal to unbelief to the Lord. And what is our connection to him? Can anyone answer the question? What is our connection to him? What is our connection to Jesus? Believing is our connection to him. Believing is the only condition for answered prayer. With my heart I confess, with my heart I believe. I believe God's word is true for my life. If you believe God's word is true for your life, let's sing to the Lord.
pray. You may be seated. Brethren, if you once felt close to God, but now feel distant, tell your neighbor Jesus is in the house to draw you close to him. But it's not a one-sided affair. See, to say you believe is not enough. You need to act faith to bring Jesus to the scene. When you read the Bible, you will see that each of the heroes, they had to do something before that breakthrough came. They had to activate the word by faith. And that is when the change came. Amen? In order for us to receive of Jesus, we need to position ourselves for victory. But how do we do that? Is it by going like this? Or maybe like this? Or maybe we will dance like David did. Or maybe we'll create a scene. Man of God, help me! Help me, man of God! Okay, or maybe... What else did people do? Maybe if you can just touch the hem of his garment. Or maybe I start to cry and use my hair. One thing is clear. Tell your neighbor, one thing is clear. Whether you cry out like Bartimaeus or pray silently like Hannah, if your action is genuine, the Holy Spirit will affect it. Peter activated Jesus' word when he dropped his doubt. And then abundance began to flow. Likewise, Bartimaeus in Mark 10:50, he threw off his garment and ran to Jesus, and healing began to flow. Are you ready to drop your nets? Are you ready to cast aside the old garment? Are you ready to drop your net of disappointment and receive appointment in Christ? Are you ready to drop your net of failure and receive breakthrough in Christ? Are you ready to throw away hatred and receive love of God? Are you ready to throw away pride and receive humility born of Christ? You have a role to play. Drop your net. We're talking about living faith. And Prophet T.B. Joshua once said, if I can just get you into Jesus and get you into faith and get you to stay there, you will be victorious in Jesus' name. You see, the more we realize we are weak and try to lean on God and his His sufficiency, the more we will experience the power of God in our life. What God has for you and I is more than we can ever dream. Remember Isaiah 55 verse 9 says, His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. We never thought of splitting the Red Sea with a rod. We never thought of beating a giant champion with a simple stone and sling? We never thought of pulling down a wall by shouting hallelujah? 
But God did, and he does. And he makes a way where there seems to be no way. To God's power, nothing is impossible. So what do we have to lose? What do we have to lose? Saying you believe is not enough. Acting faith is a thing that makes those things that seem to be against us be for us. So brethren, simply believe, just like, Jesus, just like Peter did. Simply believe and act faith, and you will receive those promises that God has for you in Jesus' name. This is the message for you today. As you take it to heart, you will be blessed in Jesus' name. God bless you.